Aftershark MMA Show. This is Jim the Podcast Sherpa from Too Many Podcasts, and you've got a ringside seat to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Let's get ready to podcast! Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark the Shark Retorto, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of MMA. To me, we will review the most recent and upcoming events in MMA news. In each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be special interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest hosts. Also, check out our Facebook page for news and updates on future episodes. Also, we appreciate donations from our listeners to keep our podcast up and running. You can make a donation by clicking on the Click the Support button found at anchor.fm slash Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. We are also looking for guests who want to be on the show and sponsors who want to advertise their product and brand on the show. For more information, contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Page. Also, for a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller suspense novel, check out a book called The Cabal, The Saga Begins. You can find it on both Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. It is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobooks format on Amazon.com, and paperback version only on BarnesandNoble.com, and the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. For a good book for your kid to read, check out I Am a Survivor or Invisible Girl, written by a little 11-year-old girl by the name of Christina Retorta. She has her books in Kindle and audiobook format and paperback format on Amazon.com and paperback format on both Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And the hardcover version is only available at www.retortofamilybooks.com. Okay, everyone, keep on listening. We'll be back shortly after this break. guys this is mark the shark retorto letting you know that you can visit my website www.markthesharkmmashow.com you can get our podcast episodes on there and you can also shop the swag get your hoodies get your t-shirts get your hats it's all on there for both men and women we do not discriminate go out there and check it out www.markthesharkmmashow.com Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, we're back on the Mark the Shark MMA show. Today we got Zane, along with uh, Master Stephen Lynn, who happens to be at his restaurant. So before we get started talking about last night's fight between Woodley and uh, Gilbert Burns, let's give a quick shout out to Steve to give a shout out about your restaurant on, to everybody on the show. You're in Rockaway, right? That's correct. Chicken chicken Rockaway. Yeah. So if you guys are into some um, good chicken, 
you happen to live in the Rockaway area, New Jersey, stop by and check it out. Uh, so now back to uh, the subject matter at hand between. Uh, so what'd you guys think of last night's fight? Particularly, uh, I only caught the main event. Steve, I know you probably watched the, the whole thing, so you could probably give more details on it. I don't know if you want to start with the the uh, go right to the main event, or if you wanted to start with like McKenzie or something, or. Yeah, yeah, I saw the I saw the McKenzie fight. So, yeah, that one was by submission. So, what what were your thoughts on that one? She was actually struggling a lot in the first like two minutes. I think uh, I'm not. Do you know if she's like she's a wrestler? I don't think she really has any wrestling background, right? Or judo? She did hit a good Ushimada, but I remember she was having a lot of problems punching up and kind of uh, basically taking the fight into her realm in the first in the beginning. So, yeah, but the so, fight ended in the first round, right? Eventually, she managed to get into um, she got into a uh, leg lock position, but she wasn't. I mean, like I said, she was kind of struggling with the bat with the grappling in the first few minutes. I think that in her previous fights, that's actually kind of been the case, right? She usually has a little bit of issues taking the other girl down. Yeah, I don't. I, I would understand it, you know, especially in today's world. You know, you would think that more of these. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu players would focus more on the wrestling. You know, you know you got to get the fight to the ground. That's your yeah, sport, most of them do. Right? Most of them do. These days, like Maya, Maya has really good wrestling. Maya's one Burns, of the Burns, yeah. you know, Burns, 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 Burns actually took down Tyrone Woodley twice yeah. in their fight. So yeah. the wrestling is there. The wrestling is there. But Mackenzie seems to be the one person that's, yeah, really, that's really specialized. So. Yeah. But I, I think she has a background in judo, if I'm not mistaken, because I think her father was is a black belt in judo. Yeah, so she actually that's probably she actually why she tried that uchimata that you were referring to. She actually got the uchimata eventually, but like I said, she had a lot of problems initially, just um, really working the clinch. Yeah. Once she was there, once she was there, she got the leg lock position. You know, everyone's doing that these days, and then she got that knee bar. So, yeah, that's cool. If, uh, Mark, if I, uh, as far as Mackenzie Dern. I have – she's been so incredibly dominant in the jiu-jitsu world where she probably has been so comfortable just saying, oh, this is going to be my go-to world. I, I can just – you know, I could just train in the other arts and, and just to be well-rounded. But I think she's starting to realize that at this elite level, as she moves up the ladder, she has to be great everywhere. She just can't be – great on the ground and that has helped her definitely you know she's able to to do maybe uh you know a half-assed takedown and like as soon as she gets her her hands around like a leg or something when she goes to the ground she's usually fine but the past the past two or three five, i think she lost her last fight i mean she she won this one but I, i'm almost positive she lost her last fight was that right let me look up really quick i think she might have yeah yeah. I think she, uh, she lost to someone who was pretty dominant on the feet. And she, uh, she even though she, she's, and even Mackenzie Dern has, has said in the past, she, her stand-up was horrible, where she would punch and kind of look away. She was, it was very elementary. And, you know, even though it's getting better, she's got to put more time in the gym on her, like you guys said, her wrestling has to be sharper, quicker, stronger. Um, you know, she has to know what she's doing to get them to the ground better. And she's got to learn how to, how to really stick that jab and move. She's got to learn how to not kind of like just raise her head up and just leave her chin out there. She's going to get knocked out. But I mean, 
obviously she's a great fighter, but I do feel that the, the major hole in her game is, you know, not sticking her chin out there, not just running into a punch, and, and knowing how to, to, to use her strength. She's probably got a lot of strength in a punch. She's got to know how to throw it right. Yeah. She was actually, she was actually getting muscled around a little bit. That's the thing. So I, I thought she'd be more kind of physically dominant, especially with all that jiu-jitsu and grappling spirits. But that other girl was actually kind of moving her around the octagon, was kind of shrugging her off. So that's why I surprised really? me. Yeah. And then what you did know, you she think? I'm oh, sorry about that. No, that's okay, Mark. I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I didn't know how much time you wanted to talk uh, about this particular fight. But I remember uh, Kat Zingaro. She was talking about Mackenzie Dern. Um, I think it was like she fought her a couple of years ago in a jiu-jitsu tournament. And, uh, you know, even now Kat Zingaro is, is good, but even she was able to take her down pretty much at, at will. So as, as far as her, the things that I feel that she should work on, definitely the stand-up and, and just – the wrestling, the wrestling has got to be there. If she was, you know, if she really be, uh, raised her game in those two areas, then I can see, you know, given her, you know, we'll probably get into a title shot. But right now, I don't know if she, if she really has it, if she has yeah. all the tools. Yeah, I kind of agree. Now, Steve, what do you think of that other fight with uh, Roosevelt Roberts and Brooke Weaver? Because that looked like that was a, another submission win. Oh, in the second round, though, this time. Which one? Let me look up. The, uh, the Roosevelt fight. Roosevelt Roberts versus Brooke Weaver. Roosevelt Roberts oh, yeah, yeah. by... Uh, I only caught... Yeah, I caught the... Uh, I caught the ending of that fight, the very naked choke. But I didn't yeah. actually see most of it. Uh, there's another good fight right after that. Billy Quarantino versus Spike. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? that one. Yeah. Basically, it was a uh, black belt BJJ Billy fighting this guy who was, uh, I don't think he was a wrestler. He was just this really strong guy. He was able to, the Billy, uh, the jiu-jitsu guy, was actually, he's able, able to control him for a lot of fight. But the guy was just, the other guy was just like, had this massive strength advantage. He, he actually uh, got caught in the triangle chokes a few times. And to defend against it, he would just pull straight out. Oh, that, really? That, he, started, he would just like pull out of it. I mean, obviously, it was like this is like the secondary rounds. So there was no gi, there's no gi, you know, they're wet. But just, just being able to see that kind of like show of strength without really the uh, not doing the escape in the technical way. That was for me. That was I was surprised I could be pulled up at the UFC level. So wow, that's yeah. crazy. Getting, yeah, yeah. Now getting back to the to the main card with Tyrone Woodley, I caught that. Because I was like uh, busy watching uh, a movie with my kids, so but I wanted to catch the UFC fights. So when I turned it on, it was right to the main event, so I just started with that. I'll watch the rest of it later. But yeah, I was I was very disappointed in Tyrone Woodley, man. I'm starting. What, I don't know if he's injured or if he just felt. I mean, it's a little different when you're in the ring, right? It's so much easier to judge when you're outside the ring. So I don't know, like, if he was in there and he just. Just felt something, think, Gilbert Burns. I think Woodley. I think Woodley. It's when I saw him. Uh, when I saw him go against the Wonder Boy, or I saw him go against um, other fighters around that time, he seems to do well when when there's no pressure. But yeah. when he went up against the champion, there was always pressure. 
They were in your face. And if he's going up against somebody who's comparable in size and strength and someone who's going to, you know, put the pressure on, Woodley does not do well there. Woodley likes to explode and then take break. Explode and then take a break. But I, I think it was, um, from what I understand, it, it was, a, and it could have been, a, you know, a long layoff. And, you know, he could have just had, you know, he was relying on what he used to rely on, which was his speed and strength, but that doesn't last very long. So, it, I, you know, Steve, you, you, you could tell me uh, more. I don't know what your opinion is on, on, on that fight. Yeah, you were actually, I know you said you didn't see the fight, but the way you described it, that's actually exactly what happened. Uh, Willie had his, for most of the time, it was, uh, he, was he had his uh, back against the fence. It was Gilbert that was in his face and the entire time. He actually, in the first round, he actually got dropped immediately. And then, uh, I think Gilbert actually had mount on him for the first about three minutes. And I think after that, after that, I think he was a little bit, uh, he was a little bit, what's the word, gun shy? He yep. knew this yeah. was a guy that yeah. 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 that first round. He knew this is a guy that had power to, he knew this is a guy that Gilbert had was just as athletic, just as explosive, has the same power that he does. So I think once he felt that power, he was very hesitant for the rest of the round. And he was like, uh, like, sat, like um, our friend was saying, for um, there's definitely a very typical Tyrone Willie fight where he would explode for a short burst, but then for maybe about eight, eight nine percent of the time, he was kind of hang back, let the other person advance, let the other person you know, push, push him against the fence, mm, and yep. it just happened over the course of five rounds. And then when you have when you fight like that, you know, the judge is going to see it. The judge is going to see that you're on the defensive. You're the one who's being backed up. You're the one who was taking all the. I got dropped. Well, he got dropped twice actually. It was taken down. Yeah. Even with all his wrestling credentials, the jiu-jitsu guy actually took him down twice. So when you see that over the course of five rounds, there's no way you can do, do anything but lose a unanimous decision, which is what happened. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, if he was, like, you know, if his camp actually prepared him, had some kind of game plan, and then when he went in there, it just went out the window. It's a little different when you're in the ring with the person, you know? Like, you could be in the ring with the person, you do all the training, and then something throws you off with the guy that you're fighting. And then all that's, of what your plan was goes out the door. That's an, excellent, uh, that's an excellent point to bring up. I think that some fighters are a little bit more uh, – they're able to handle the stress of, okay, things are not going my way. Let me listen to my coaches and not lose their cool or uh, just kind of – uh, not really give up, but they they just lose track, and it's hard for them to focus, or it's hard for them to have that motivation to just change things and do what they're instructed to do. To do so, that, I, I think that's a great point to bring up, Mark. Uh, there's, yeah. there's some fighters who you see, like Justin Gaethje, uh, making those adjustments, and then some fighters they just they just can't seem to bring themselves to listen to their coaches who have that outside view. Yeah. I think, I, um, think that, I, think, I think a lot of the uh, more explosive fighters that are kind of rely on their athleticism and their power, they tend to kind of be more of those uh, type of people. Once they see that they're, they can't land that one big punch or get that dominant, you know, takedowns over and over again, that's when they start kind of mentally falling apart. They don't really have a plan B to fall back on. Even, even, their, even their coaches are giving them alternatives to change the game plan up in the middle of the fight. They're so used to just being able to impose their um, plan A that when they have to use plan B, they're just not really able to make that mental shift. So, 
Mm. Yes. So Steve, now, do you I, I think wanna... it's the coach's fault or do you think it's the fighter's fault? I think it's a combination. I think what Steve, uh, and I agree so much on what Steve was saying, that, you know, take a look at someone that is maybe similar to Tyron Woodley, somebody I was thinking of in the, uh, a couple of years ago, Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans, he was, when he first came in, primarily a wrestler, a lot of strength there. And then later on, he got, you know, great stand-up. But there were certain guys that uh, Rashad Evans was just not able to handle. If Rashad Evans was not able to land that big takedown or to, to hit him with his big bombs, like Steve was saying, um, there are certain fighters that are very one or two-dimensional and just if they don't have their one or two big setups that they can rely on, where if they're getting outmatched by something that is a strength of theirs, it just seems to be very difficult for them to, to switch. It just seems like, uh, even Rashad Evans, but I remember one time at an interview, he was saying that, I don't understand. It used to be so easy. And it's because a lot of fighters, like every couple of years, they cross train or they train a certain way where now those strengths that those older UFC fighters who were so dominant, they just can't rely on yep. just that one or two things anymore. It's, it's getting a lot more difficult to be great. I mean, you use uh, Rashad Evans as your example. Well, actually, I think I have a better one. I think Brock Lesnar is probably the – that's the one person I was thinking oh, of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, though really. I read that, even when he was uh, – even before MMA, when he was doing uh, wrestling college, what I heard is that if he couldn't get his big double leg right off the match, a lot of times he tended to have uh, – he would mentally check out. A guy that he couldn't double leg right away. And, yeah, you see that on his uh, – you saw it his UFC fights, right? There was yeah, a person yeah. – Cain Velasquez, a person who could match wrestling-wise. Or even yeah. Shane Carwin, when he couldn't take him down in the first round, he just kind of like kind of shows up, throws up, and then, and then eventually that's it. Sometimes he come, sometimes he come back like he did in that Shane fight, but a lot of times if he couldn't get that that you know those take that wrestling game off, then it was over for him. So yeah, I wonder if there's a way that trainers can help the fighters with that. Steve, Steve looks like he's uh he's uh, deep into business and a meeting. Guy never sleeps. <laughs> he's hard. He's hard work. He's a hard worker, man. Yeah, especially now. This is it. And it, like, as everybody can see, because of the coronavirus, he's wearing a mask and everything. So, I have to, I have to respect Steve. Even he's wearing his mask, even when, uh, even when people are not in the store. There, are, there are even sometimes I go into, which I've allowed myself to go to certain other places, and you know, you have like you know, four people wearing a mask and then there's just one person that's not wearing a mask. I'm like, how could you not be wearing a mask? And I can see already just from his restaurant how immaculate it is. It's clean. He's keeping it to a small crew, maybe just himself and one other guy. Like there are some people that own places that are not doing that. So I have to give you a I have to give you a compliment yeah. on how he how you're choosing to run your business. So remember, guys, if you're in a Rockaway area and you want a good chicken meal, stop by Steve's place. See what's the name of it again? Cheese chicken. Cheese chicken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on Route 46, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll see a sign if you're in a Rockaway area on Route 46. It's got a billboard sign up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think is next for Tyrell Woodley? Do you? Th he's obviously, uh, he's definitely not advancing. I think right? this might give him. Uh, this is my guess. I think they're gonna give him Colby next. I know that's something that's a fight that's been brewing for a while. 
And now they're, I think Kobe's coming off a loss as well. So that seems kind of the uh, logical matchup for me. I, th- I think he's going to have a really tough time with Kobe because Kobe uh, was able to match uh, Usman, the champion, uh, for a long time. Even though Usman was getting the better of him, it was, it was a close fight for a long time. And I have to say, even though I don't like Kobe Covington, the guy has stamina. He's got power. He's got stamina. I mean, he, he can walk the walk. It's just that he wasn't, you know, able to beat the champion. But, you know, the guy's good. And I yeah. think that uh, – I think what we were talking about before, Woodley's just – he's got to change up his camp. He's got to decide to say, I've been relying on certain things too much, and I got to be able to train where I'm going to go and go and go. And he – if Woodley can turn around and say, I'm going to put the pressure on instead of being – uh, you know, lay back and, and just kind of pick my punches. If he can put the pressure on people and not be afraid to engage, I think, I mean, he would, he would be unstoppable again. I remember when he, when he knocked out, um, oh, what's, the, what's the other guy? Uh, Lawler. The, yeah, Lawler. No, yeah. not even Lawler. He knocked out uh, somebody else. It was another And Koscheck was someone who was able to, uh, for the most part, put the pressure on, and he had a lot of power, great takedowns. But then he, you know, he got beat by Woodley. Like that was the one, one of the big fights that kind of made Woodley uh, in his career. And then he started to step yeah. up. If he's yeah, able to put, if he's able to train where he can, like, where he, where he has the the stamina, round after round to put the pressure on and not get tired. That's what he needs to do. And then, and then I think the Kobe Covington fight would be a great fight for him because I think he's got a lot of power. He just, he just didn't distribute it. Mm. Now, aren't they both with – isn't Woodley with American top team? Yeah, I yeah. Woodley's, have, uh, Woodley's American top team. Uh, and Woodley too, right? Yeah, yeah. Borders uh, is with uh, Hard Knocks 365. That's a team that you – know, do you remember uh, Black Zillions? Yep. Oh, oh, they changed. They, oh, yeah. they broke off yeah. and did their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Hard knocks, three six five. Yeah. Now, do you think so, Tyrone should change camps? Well, I'm I don't wondering know if he should go back to his camp. wrestling roots. That's what I'm wondering. Well, I don't even my, see my him thing is this: he's. I'm not saying that he has to change. In my opinion, I don't think he has to change a camp, but sometimes fighters do. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. But I just feel that if Tyrone Woodley can somehow change his training where he's going to allow himself to be able to put the pressure and, and go for broke, uh, continue. not where he has to just swing for the fences, but where he's not using all his power in every punch, like Keiichi, where he's going to just put the pressure, put the pressure, put the pressure, back him up, um, cut off the ring. And, and start throwing punches, not just two, three at a time or one at a time. And he's got to also incorporate, you know, his kicks and, and, and just mix it up. But it's got to be a constant threat. If Woodley can be a constant threat, he's, he's got so much power. I, wouldn't, I mean, I don't think anybody would want to fight him. But he's, you know, he allows people to set up. He allows people to get out. He allows people to, you know, to move around. And you can't. As a UFC champ, which he was, you gotta just, you got, you gotta get in their face constantly. 
Yeah, I think you were. I remember you were mentioning before that uh, Tyrone, Tyrone Tyrone tends to struggle against fighters that are in his face. Kobe is definitely going to be in his face. Lawler are in uh, Newark, actually. You guys still there? No, just because Kobe was just, just Kobe was just like um, clenching him, grinding him down the entire time. That uh, Lawler couldn't really get up any of his big punches. I mean, I think Kobe would do the same thing to Kobe. Uh, he just kind of nullify him, you know, wear him down to the point. And then he was big. I go it's the cold okay. would be a great, but I don't think it's a good match. That even though, um, you know, he wants to come back, even though Woodley wants to come back now and into it, I just think that he's, uh, yeah, he's got to change up his routine. He's got to, he's got to change his, uh, his way of fighting. And I don't think it would be a very huge adjustment. I just think it's it's a com- it's a comfort um, issue, where some some fighters are just so comfortable doing what they've been doing, and they and they really don't want to put the time and energy into changing, or or at least making those difficult uh, those those minor adjustments that will make him that much more of a threat. I w- I was even saying I don't know if he has the frame. He just uh, he just seems very very muscular. I don't know if he would want to just cut down to 155 and see how that works but i don't i don't think you could i don't think you could make it lightweight That's yeah i mean i think i think he struggles i think he struggles to make 170 yep he probably i'm guessing he probably walks close to uh 200 based on his frame the way he looks so that was so 155 i think unless he just basically unless he basically turns himself into um, i don't know like a starving well you know, maybe, unless he like yeah what if he what if he went up? If he went up to one eighty five, does he have like now he just doesn't have to cut weight. He could just, you know, be himself and he probably weighs about one eighty five, one ninety normal. Yeah, but then he'll be finding guys that are like cutting down from like two ten. That's he's kinda of stuck, you know. Well maybe like would he would he have to be as fast going up? I mean so maybe he wouldn't have to worry too much about the the constant attack or the speed i don't i don't know if that would help or not it might help his cardio i know there, there's actually been a trend of kind of guys moving back up in weight class right like dallas and rose on 170 i mean those angels move back to 170 and they yeah. should be, they be okay at those uh, higher weight classes so yeah. maybe the uh, argument which may be made yeah. for him to move up, you know and zane i was right remember when i said that i thought this gilbert went up a weight class i was right he went he's he was lightweight he was lightweight, lightweight yeah. before this yeah. Yeah. And I, and I tell you, he's he's got a lot of size for an ex lightweight. Yeah, it was all muscle. Like he didn't get any fat. I was like, wow. I, I, and I was surprised. I don't know how tall Woodley was, but I was actually surprised to see how they were almost the same height. I didn't realize that either Woodley's a lot shorter. No, I mean they're both five nine. No, I mean they're both five nine. I think officially. So. Yeah, because I always thought like Woodley was like five, ten, six feet, and I'm like, no. Well, well, well that's the door. thing. I think uh, I remember, which was insane if you were to do it. But I remember uh, Conor McGregor one time had a confrontation with Woodley, 
And Woodley was like, uh, after he uh, after he won a fight, um, Woodley was like, man, I'll take that fight right now. He's like, we can hook that up. But Conor McGregor would be stupid to take that fight because I think that uh, – I don't think he's going to fight at 170 anymore. I think that he took the Cowboy fight because he Cowboy was an ex-155er and so was Conor. And it was a, it was a, you know, get back into it. You know, it, it was a, a throw, uh, whatever you call it, a throwback fight or um, um, a startup fight for Connor to get back into it. I think everyone knew that he was going to beat Cowboy, even though Cowboy is tough. I just think that it wasn't so much of a threat. But I don't think that Connor should stay at 170. I don't think he's got the size to be able to mess with. With you know, look at look at Usman. Look how big Usman is compared to Connor. Yeah. I think Connor, I think Connor fights at 170 is gonna be against other guys that used to fight lightweight like uh, Jorge Masvidal or right. Uh, even when he fought Nate, when he fought Nate, right? Nate used to be lightweight as well. So he's gonna be fighting guys like that. Yeah, but, but I I think that there, I I don't I don't see if he, who knows who knows if he's gonna stay at 170. Maybe he'll 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 bulk up and maybe he'll still have the same power. I don't know, but I think it would be smart if Connor, you know, went for went. Down to, I would love to see whether Gaethje wins or not against um, uh, against uh, Khabib. I would love to see a Gaethje Connor fight because I think that Gaethje would would destroy him. I think that Gaethje put on such a show against Tony Ferguson. I don't think that Connor can take the type of beating that Tony did, which I never even thought that Tony would be able to take that beating. But the thing is, Gaethje is very. Gaethje has, I mean, he showed a lot of uh, improve, improvement with his defense. But for most of his career, he's been known for pretty, pretty, being pretty hittable. He's been knocked out a few times already, so his chin's not – he doesn't have an iron chin either. Connor's very good, but he, you know, Connor's known for his accuracy. For landing. That's why he'd be um, down so easily. He's very good at you know, fighting that chin, laying those balls from the right place. And yeah. just, Justin, Justin gets hit a lot, even in the fights where he wins. So, I'm not – I mean – I think uh, I think Gaethje would actually be uh, easier to fight. Not saying that Connor would win, but he would be a better matchup for for Connor than someone like Khabib. You know, so. yeah, right, well, right. We could all dream because <laughs> I would like to see all those fights. You know, the rematch now, of Khabib, Khabib versus Gaethje. Mark, I have to ask Connor. you a question. I don't know. If this could be just a Facebook thing, or yeah, but is it true? That there's actually a possibility for Connor to fight Silva. I don't. I saw that too on Facebook. I don't know if that's real or not. Like, so I, I think I, I Silva know if, is uh, asking for it, right? I, I'm not sure who asked for it. I think Anderson uh, Silva asked for it. I just don't know if it's true or not. But I would yeah, watch I it. I don't know. I would I, watch I would, it. I would watch it too. I mean, I, I like I, I like that matchup. Uh, it would be a stand-up war, and I, and I, you know, if Silva's in decent shape, I think he would have the the length to uh, to keep him at bay. Yeah, I think we catch him. Let's see. Yeah, I, I really don't know if that's uh, if that's real or not. But yeah, I saw that on Facebook too. But I'm not sure. Just like I heard that. Uh, uh, John Jones and Dana got into a little argument over money, obviously. So that he's saying that he's asking, I don't know if this is true, that John Jones is asked to be released from UFC. But where is he going to go? UFC is the only one that's going to, like, 
during now during the COVID thing that's actually able to pull anything off. Bellator's not able to pull anything off. Whether uh, John Jones leaves or stays, he'll be he'll he'll be around. I think that um, you know these are negotiations. These these are threats negotiations. I think uh, I, I think everyone knows that it's best if John Jones stays in the UFC because he's still well liked in the UFC. I honestly think that John Jones last his lost fight and his last fight. I think I I think it was a close fight. But I think that he lost, and I think that he's – I think he's ducking, you know, his – The other guy? Oh, okay. He's getting an order in. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting – he's making money, man. He's multitasking. You got to give it to him. He's doing a podcast. He's always, he's always multitasking. He could be having a full blown on conversation about jujitsu and he could be playing a video game winning. Yeah. So, so Steve, what you, I, we got a question for you. Because I don't know if this is true. Is it true about that? I saw a Facebook post, I don't know if it's fake or not, that Anderson Silver is asking McGregor for a fight. Yeah. I have I I haven't seen that in any of the um, MMA blogs or news sites I follow, though. So it's probably fake, right? What was the, what was the source? Oh, it's just a Facebook post I saw with a picture on it. I don't know. Did they even, did they even link to anything? Nah. Yeah, they just said Anderson Silva's looking to fight McGregor. Wait, but what was the Facebook page though? Was it for a website? An MMA website or something else? No, no, it was just a picture. I don't know who posted it. I don't know. It might have been an MMA forum that I'm in. And what, are, what are your thoughts on John Jones? Is a little spat with Dana. He's having a little spat with Dana because he wants about that. Uh, what's that guy's name? Because they're trying to trying to put that fight together between him and um, Francis. Oh, Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Yeah. I I I honestly think that would be an interesting fight. I just don't know if it would be smart for John Jones at this point. It's smart for Ninganu. I mean, that's a money fight. But yeah. I honestly don't think that um, John Jones does too well with guys who are his size or bigger and have more strength. I mean, look at his last opponent. Yeah. What do you think, Steve? Mm, Ninganu doesn't really have good grappling, right? I can see no. John Jones controlling him, taking him down for, you know, five rounds. I can see that happening. Yeah. But yeah, you, you heard what, you heard about the spat between him and Dana, though, right? Between John Jones money. and Dana. Yeah, um, so doing money. Yeah, he asked for X. Dana says that's unrealistic considering the environment because they're not. If they have it soon, it's not going to be an arena where they can sell tickets because of the the uh, Corona lockdown. It's just going to be pay per view, so they're not going to make as much money. Although they might because it's the only thing to watch, but who knows? Yeah, I've heard, I've heard the, the little spat for sending text, and then he called Dana a liar. I did go on uh, – on because um, I heard about it through YouTube, and then, but I didn't see Dana White's side of it. Supposedly Dana White's, like, going off on it too. But but uh, so Sal thinks Jones may lose. Who do, who do you think would win if, if they if they would go at it? I, I think if it was Francis Ngannou and Jones. That's what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I, I honestly 
I would have to lean towards Jones only because he has the ability to uh, fight uh, standing up and also on the ground. Um, if Zingano is able to move and not get taken down, then definitely Zingano. Uh, I, I think uh, Zingano would take it. But I know, uh, I think Steve uh, was saying before that Jones would probably, you know, fake standing up and then boom, take him down. And he would, yeah. he would take him down, take him down. And then if Ngannou got a little bit tired, then it would be a lot easier to, to move around the punches. Jones wouldn't uh, lose his, his strength as fast as Ngannou. And I think it would be, it would probably take, I don't think it would be a very quick submission. I think it, it would take probably a couple of rounds for Jones to tire him out. Um, you know, Ngannou is bigger and stronger than any guy that he's ever fought. Um, but, but look how well that Jones did not do against his last opponent. Yeah. And, and he had a lot of difficulty taking him down. And Ngannou is even bigger. Now, I don't know how great Ngannou I mean, that guy was. A, that guy was a better wrestler, though. Ngannou has, uh, has a tendency to, to gas out. His, gra his grappling is yeah. very questionable. So I'll, even if um, Ngannou definitely has a strength advantage, I don't know. That's uh, I don't know. That's to uh, nullify the the wrestling and grappling edge, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, no, Steve's probably right. I mean, the other his, his last opponent was a, a better wrestler, obviously. But if Ngannou's going to take this fight, he better do nothing else other than uh, take Cross. down. Cross yeah, that. Yeah. Cross. Yeah. 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 We could all we could all dream. So hopefully, Dane, if you're listening to this, have Ganji Vice Connor and Nagano fight Jones. <laughs> all right, guys. Let me let you go. I appreciate having you guys back on the show. Everybody who's listening to this, we'll be back after this short break. Thanks, Mark. It was great. Yep. All right. Later, guys. Have a all happy right. Sunday. You too. Take care. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark, Retorto. Just want to make sure that everyone's following me, not only here on this podcast, but on my new live show that's hosted on Twitch. You can watch it at twitch.tv slash show, And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And I air a new episode every Saturday. So check it out. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be, have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.marktheshark.mmashow.com
Today's podcast episode is brought to you by Defense Soap. Defend what you have built. Used by all jiu-jitsu and MMA athletes to prevent skin infections. Save 15% with the code Mark the Shark MMA Show. This episode is also brought to you by Audible. You will get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day trial. What's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA show. Enjoy the show. Marcus Sander was a normal family man until he was captured by the Nazis, imprisoned in torture. His only means of survival was to become a vampire. Now his only fear is on how to keep his daughter safe. But not only from the Nazis, but from the creatures of the Dark World. Marcus the Vampire, the first book in the Dark World Chronicle series, now available at www.retortofamilybooks.com and on Amazon.com. Get it now. All right, guys, you can keep up to date and see what's going to happen with the show by following us on our social media pages. You can follow us on Facebook at Mark the Shark MMA Show. And that's Mark with a C and not a K. And that's on Twitter at Mark BJJ Fighter. Again, that's Mark with a C and not a K. And, of course, on Instagram at Mark underscore Retorto. That's Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Retorto, R-I-T-O-R-T-O. Keep up to date and follow us. All right, guys. This is Mark the Shark, and I got some great news. If you subscribe to my email list on my website, I will email you a promo code that will allow you to save 20% on any MMA gear or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gear put out by Hypnotic. All you have to do is go to www. Mark the Shark MMA Show.com and that is Mark with a C and not a K and subscribe to my email list. Go ahead and subscribe today. Hey, what's up, world? This is Will, and you are about to listen to the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Enjoy the show. Are you a fan of the Mark the Shark MMA show? Are you looking for some swag? Check us out on the web at www.marktheshark.mmashow.com where we sell t-shirts, hoodies, crop tops, hats, beanie hats, anything you want. Check it out. Are you also looking to become a guest on the show and be interviewed by me, Mark the Shark Retorto? Well, go to the website and sign up as a guest. Are you looking to become a sponsor? Go to the website. Sign up. Take advantage of the wild range growth of the sport of MMA and be have your business and service advertised to millions of listeners that listen to this podcast every week worldwide from everywhere. Check it out. www.markthesharkmmashow.com.
Hey, to all the listeners out there who are bruised up from the martial arts training, CBD products are a great way to ease the pain by reducing inflammation. It also helps with anxiety and your mood. In fact, there's a great company out there in Colorado by the name of Kenyovia that sells great CBD products. Get more information from kenanovia.com. That's C-A-N-N-O-V-I-A.com. In fact, when you go to the website, kenanovia.com, and use the promo code MarkTheSharkMMAShow, you'll save 30% on all of their products. So check out their website today. guys we're at the end of our show this is mark retorto i'm signing off and don't forget to follow us on our facebook page it's called the mark the shark mma show and it's mark with a c not a k and also feel free to leave us messages by using the anchor app and also don't forget if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called the cabal the saga begins it's available on amazon and barnesandnoble.com and if you need a good book for your kid Get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter, Christina Retorto, also available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.